Hey you, I want to welcome you to the Titans Podcast. My name is Rudolf Amwakwa Kono, a lifelong learner, public speaker, sharer, and a podcaster. I am the host of the Titans Podcast, the show that helps you to unlock the greatness in you. In each week, we bring you an inspiring and insightful personal message to help you to unlock the Titan in you. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's delve deeper on today's episode of the show. So for me, one thing that I did was that I rely on my support system. So you need a support system. Uh, no matter who you are, you need a support system. So what I did was to always rely on my support system to make sure that if, if I lose or there's a failure, I can get on these people, communicate with them. If there's any help they can give me, they do that too as well. And then also, uh, one thing I, would, I usually do was also not to give up. Anytime I, 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 I feel, I feel like anything. On today's episode of the podcast, I am having a conversation with Gamel Atasumajan. This is one of my friends, and uh, this is somebody I've known for over four years. We went to the same uni together. Great guy, very hardworking guy, very supportive. Anything that I have done personally, he has been, he has been, he has been quite supportive. So I just feel like um, he's somebody we could actually bring on the show to share with us some of the lessons that he has gained over the years. He's a leader, and now he's also into marketing and. The show is is for for business, is for entrepreneurship, is for productivity, is for anything insightful. So I just gave him a call and I decided to 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 get him on the on the show today. So if you are listening to today's episode, that's the conversation that we are having on today's episode of the Titans Podcast. You are once again welcome. Um, stick and stay as we delve deeper. So, um, Kamel, what's good? How are you doing, bro? I'm doing, bro. I'm doing well. Um, today has been really stressful, but I guess I'm okay. I guess I'm okay. All right. It's good to have you, you know. Um, thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Thank you, too, for having me on the podcast today. Thank you. All right. That's that's fantastic. Have you listened to any episode? Do you have a favorite episode where you really enjoyed it on the, on the pod? Oh, I've been listening to your uh, podcast for some time now. I think one episode I enjoyed was on the relationship. Yes, uh, I think you talked about relationship with a few friends some time ago. I, I really enjoyed that um, conversation. So yeah, that was one of my like my favorite episodes. Okay, that's that's fantastic. I think yes, that's that's one of the episodes that we actually did that we got a lot of responses concerning it, and it was it was nice. I think a lot of people were having issues in their relationships these days. <laughs> so it was good to actually bring it on board all right i mean personally for me mostly i i do this practice where i journal where i write to to my future self so sometimes i say if i'm 70 i want to write backwards to when i'm 15 or 25 and i write like in the past mostly i ask people who are who come on this show that if if you were on your on your deathbed right now how would you be how would you want to be remembered like how how would you want people to to remember you okay okay yeah. great so um for me 
I think on my deathbed, I'll just be, want to be remembered for, I mean, the smiles I was able to put on people's faces. It might not take much to put a smile on someone's face. It's just the little things that you probably do that could put a smile on someone's face. So the little thing I could do for someone to put a smile on their face is what, for me, on my deathbed, I want to be remembered for. So uh, I think it's something that I really, it's, it's a big deal for me. Anytime I see that, I'm able to put a smile on someone's face. I mean, I, I have this joy within. So on uh, my deathbed, I'll just be, want to be remembered for this particularly. Yes. Just as you want to make people smile, has there ever, do you have any memorable experience as a child where you felt like, okay, this thing actually made a huge impact upon my life? Oh, so um, if I could remember, yes. Yeah, so when, when I was young, when I was young, um, I had this near-death experience. But at that point in time, it, it didn't really have like uh, a major or significant impact on me. But growing up, I got to learn a lot from that particular experience to get to enjoy every moment that I have in life, take the opportunities that come my way and, you know, help others any way possible. In fact, it's the, one of the reasons why I, on my deathbed, um, I want to remember it for putting smiles on people's faces because, you know, anything can happen in this life. And when I experienced that, I felt like uh, many things I could also do to help anyone is something that I want to be looking out for. So uh, that particular experience shaped me growing up and that's really had an impact on my life since then. So yeah, that's that's good. I think for me, it's something that has changed, an instant scenario that has actually changed my life. I, th I think it was when one one of them is when when uh, the house the room that I was sleeping in with my family was nearly got bent and it was wild and from that day like it made me more empathetic that I could actually put myself in people's shoes and actually feel feel for them when when they are in, in a particular situation or anything of that sort. So, okay, fun fact, guys. So if you are listening to this uh, this episode or this this show, Damo and I were both Isaacers when we were in tech. If you don't know about Isaac and you are still in the university, you can go check it out. One of the best decisions that I made in my life. I joined Isaac through Yvonne and um, Gamel and I were like, I think we were recruited around the same year, right? Yes, yes. We were recruited the same, 2019. Yes. And these guys I'm talking about are fantastic guys, like brilliant guys that anytime I am actually going back and I'm trying to reflect on the things that I, I did for myself. Isaac is just one of them. You actually rose through the ranks from a team member to a team leader to, uh, you rose through the ranks to even become the director. You've been a leader through all these experiences. What are some of the, um, what are some of the leadership lessons that you've learned that you're actually applying currently where you find yourself? All right. Great. So, um, um, same for me, I think Isaac has really helped me. Um, throughout my my journey in the university and even to now, um, for me, if I had not joined the organization, <laughs> I don't be doing what I would be doing for now because ISEC has even um, shaped me and has even helped me in my career path. So uh, I learned a lot throughout through the organization, right from the systems to the people in the organization. So um, there's some lessons I learned throughout my experience and then I just want to share a few. So uh, one word be on emotional intelligence. So as a leader, like you mentioned, I, I rose from being a team member 
to being a vice president, to being a um, director of operations. And then one thing I, I learned throughout the journey was how to be emotionally intelligent. Because as a leader, you, you'll be leading a lot of people, uh, a lot of people under you. So there's a way you need to communicate with the team, how to respond to their concerns. Uh, it's very, very key, very, very critical that um, you get to be intelligent emotionally when you're dealing with a lot of people. Because all these uh, all these things will contribute to your success as a leader. So for me, being emotionally intelligent was one thing that I really learned. Because at a certain point, uh, you see that the job becomes overwhelming and then you still have to be emotionally intelligent. You still have to have a way to respond to your team members and also communicate with them too as well. So that's one thing I, I really learned throughout my journey in Isaac. And then also how to celebrate my wins, even beat small wins, how to celebrate it. So I, I'm sure that when I was when I was in the organization, yes, uh, being a vice president, I achieved certain things. But then I, I felt like I was not doing enough. Right. And so one thing uh, the people in the organization taught me was to celebrate my, my wins, be it small. Even if it's one person, if it's, if it's one client, I was able to sign up. I should be happy about it and know that um, this life is a journey. And so uh, there's a lot to achieve. Right. There's a lot to achieve. So you might not be perfect now, but then just know that um, there's a long way ahead of you. So there's a lot you can do to achieve some of these things. And so. That's 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 really beautiful. I mean, you've spoken about emotional intelligence and then celebrating your wins. I mean, is is being vulnerable as a, a as a man part of the whole emotional intelligence thing? Well, well, I, I think it, it's it's part it's part because um, as a leader, you need to you need to be vulnerable, whether a man or a woman. You need to be vulnerable so that your your people or the people under you could you know rely on you on certain things and can communicate with you if anything should happen. You should be vulnerable, should be able to be vulnerable so that some of these things, your your team members can communicate with you and that they would not feel, um, they would not feel, there would, there would not be any distance between you and then your team members. So I think being vulnerable is, is very key. It's very key. Okay. That's, that's true. I mean, I mean, for me, where I grew up, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I mean, Ghana in general, we are not even taught to be, to be vulnerable on any level, especially if you're a boy or you're a man. And if you do that, you are seen as a weak guy or something of that sort. But with you being, I know you to be a workaholic, somebody who is always trying to do his best and then be as productive as you can. How do you overcome your failures? How do you take failures? Because some of them can be really, really hard. And if, if you know Isaac, if you've ever done anything related to Isaac, you have goals that you need to meet, especially as a country director. You have objectives that you need to meet. How do you, how do you, how do you deal with your failures? Oh, so <laughs> one thing, one thing that I, I did, in fact, let me, let me say that one thing I, one, let me say that uh, when I was in Isaac, um, I had a lot of failures. I'm sure a lot of people saw me up there and thought that, oh, this guy is achieving a lot, but did you know that I had some failures in the organization? So for me, one thing that I did was that I would rely on my support system. So you need a support system. Um, no matter who you are, you need a support system. So what I did was to always rely on my support system 
to make sure that if if I lose or there's a failure, I can get on these people, communicate with them. If there's any help they can give me, they do that too as well. And then also, uh, one thing I, always, I usually do was also not to give up. Anytime I I I feel I feel like anything, I make sure that I I become consistent and I persevere. So uh, I remember when I was in organization, I had applied for a lot of opportunities. I applied for a lot of leadership roles, and some of that I got rejected. I got rejected for some of the roles. I'm pretty sure some of them, some of my team members might think that oh, this guy when anytime he applies for roles, he, he gets those roles. But they, they didn't know that some of the roles I applied for. I got rejected. But anytime I get rejected for some of these rules, I make sure that I'm still consistent. I still apply for more rules. And so that's one thing that I usually I usually did when I was in the organization. Anytime I face failures or anytime um there are rejections. So yeah, I mean support system is very key for me and has been that's for me. Wow. Well, when it comes to persistence, and I mean for me, I, as I asked you the question, I was actually also trying to answer it myself, that how do I also deal with my failures? And I think gradually I've been able to tune my mind to understand that there are always lessons that come out from every failure that I I get in my life. I mean, there's nothing that is, is a failure in its entirety. You understand? Like, you 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 apply for something and then you don't get it well you didn't get to the final destination but i think you've learned how to if it's a cv uh, if you're able to do an assessment afterwards you'll be able to determine okay this is where i fell short this is where i'm supposed to get better if you do not know how to do a cv and you apply for a job and you don't get it now you know how to do it if you didn't know how to how to even write a manifesto or even write a proposal for anything now you do and i think those are like those are the true true wins that you get in between failures like in between that point a and b where you are trying to get to there there are some some petty petty things that you can actually pick so i think i've i've, I've been able to condition my mind to the fact that there's nothing like failure in its entirety because within every um, when there are little bits of failures in there and within every big failure there are little bits of wins in there so maybe the the the, the big thing might not be a win but in between in between there are some some little little things so i i totally agree with you on that and you having having a support system is like something new i never thought about that and i feel like that's something very important that you've actually shared with me and share with the listeners on this show that have a support system have people that you can go to i mean no matter how strong you are we all need each other to to live and to thrive it's a long journey and we all need one another to support one another so that's that's very true to what you said about celebrating your wings i think in so nyls i don't remember the, the year but i think the last one we went before we we, we were done with school where Kojo Ejako came to speak, there's one thing that he said that has stuck with me forever. Like he said, be unapologetically loud about your wins. I mean, if you do something, I mean, celebrate it. If you do something, be excited about it. If you do something, 
and you are getting better at it. Be proud of yourself. So that's that's one is also a very, very uh, important and a very thing that you need to make conscious efforts to to do because nobody is going to do it for you in actual sense. Nobody is actually going to do it for you in actual sense. All right, bro. So right now you work with Global Ovations. And recently, I saw you do an event with one of the biggest bloggers in Ghana, who is, I think, um, Kobe Chain. And you were the team lead for that event. The second set is very hard. I mean, way back from my ISEC days and even through sales that I've done, getting leads and even nurturing them to take them through the sales funnel can be very difficult. How do you think we can generate more leads? Practical experiences. How do you think a business or a company or anybody that's trying to start anything can generate more leads? All right. All right. So, um, like you already said, marketing can really be challenging, really challenging. Maybe because of the competition now, I mean, a lot of potential consumers and also because of the fact that platforms are, you know, evolving rapidly, uh, evolving. And then also there's constant change in marketing methods too as well. So marketing can be really, really challenging. But then how do we generate more leads? Um, I think one way we can do that is in a data-driven. So uh, if you remember when when, when Isaac, we used to um, have this service. So it's something that you can use to understand your audience much better. And in understanding your audience much better, it helps you to, you know, optimize campaigns and also um, allocate resources efficiently. So that's like one way that can help you make uh, marketing very, very easy. And so in doing that, you get to understand your audience a bit. And in, with that one too as well, what you can do is that you can use Google, some tools you can also use is Google Analytics and then market automation too as well. So this is one way that you can use to generate more leads. And another thing is content creation. Now, if you follow uh, recent trends, uh, most people are, are relying on content creation to uh, reach out to their audience and also to um, generate more leads, be it on social media platforms or any platforms where they can target their um, audience. And in doing that, you need to identify platforms where your audience are active. You don't want to create content on a platform where your audience are not active. And sometimes this is the mistake people do. So you, you find people creating a lot of content on Instagram, okay, but then most of their target audience are active on Facebook. And so they are not they are not being able to like reach their their target audience. And so even though you, you want to create um content that's um, I align with the preferences and interests of your audience in producing quality content. You need to identify uh, platforms where your, your audience are active and something that um, we can really rely on to make sure that we're generating more leads. And, you know, social media is, is a platform where we can reach a highly, um, we can reach a wider audience. And so leveraging on social media it's, it's one way that we can generate more leads and also influencers too as well who uh, we can collaborate with to create authentic and engaging content. So I think this is also another way that we can do to generate more leads. And then finally, I want to talk about personalization too as well. Yeah, you segmenting your audience and then delivering tailored content to them. 
So you want to you want to deliver personalized marketing messages to your audience. And in doing that, I, I believe it will help higher engagement for you and it can boost your conversion rate as well. Um, so you make sure that the audience, your audience that you have, you segment them and then you target or you send out specific messages to the marketing messages there. You do not send general message general messages to your target audience. So I believe it's a standard way that can help you to generate more leads um, as a marketer. So yeah, so these these three points I believe are very key to um, generate more leads. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you say authentic content, what does it mean? What's 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 authentic content? All right. So authentic content. Um, what I mean by authentic content basically has to do with the fact that uh, you are creating content, right, on based on uh, the interest of your audience. You don't want to create content that are not in line with their interests. So what you want to do is that you want to create content that are uh, uh, content that uh, uh, for the values uh, that uh, for the values of your of your audience. You don't want to create content that are not in line with the values of yourself, even as a person or you, the marketer. You as a marketer, you I'm sure you have some uh, values that. Uh, you have to also be in line with. So in creating content that authentic, you need to create content that are in line with your values, uh, that are in line with your interests, as well as um, the interests of your audience too as well. So basically that's um, creating um, authentic content. And that is what I, I meant by creating authentic content. Yeah. That's very, very insightful. That's, that's really insightful because I didn't know about that. And then you also mentioned something about customer auto what um automation customer automation what's 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 customer automation and how how does it work all right so i actually uh mentioned markets uh marketing automation right marketing automation um, rather yes yes so what market automation basically refer, it refers to uh using technology or software to you know streamline the kind of um marketing ideas or content for your 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 target audience so it's just basically using um tools uh, using um softwares and um, that can help you uh, reach out to your audience your target audience and so what you can do is that uh, for example you can use email marketing right you can use social media posting all these um all these tools automation can help you reach to your um, target audience so basically that's what uh, marketing automation refers to that's that's very very true i mean you've shared some very brilliant stuff and these are something these are very practical tips that you are sharing with us but apart from these marketing tips as i've said you are you are you are quite a workaholic and you are very productive you know how to set objectives and meet them i mean I don't need somebody to tell me these things because I've seen you. You've won an award. You, you've done a lot of good things for yourself and for the organization where we found ourselves. Do you have any uh, tips and tricks or any hacks that you actually use in working that helps you to work faster and more efficient? Um, yes, of course, of course. So um, like you, you, you mentioned, uh, I've been able to achieve certain things uh, throughout my my journey, uh, but then there are certain tips, of course, that I have 
have been very key. And so one is um, time management, right? It's something that I, I really uh, did not um, play with or do not joke with. So my time management has been really key for me, setting up deadlines for myself anytime I have a task to complete or anytime um, I give my teammates or my members tasks to complete. I make sure that I set up deadlines. It's, it's very key because um, setting up deadlines in a way directs you and helps you to be focused or, uh, on the targets or on the tasks you, you want to um, carry out. And some of the tools that have helped me in making sure that I'm managing my time well is the use of Google Calendar and also setting up reminders to as well for myself. So um, time management has really been key for me in delivering my tasks and making sure that I achieve my goals and targets as a leader or as a person. And then um, secondly, um, effective communication is something that you don't want to play. Um, in any organization or even as a leader, you want to communicate effectively with your, with your people, with your teammates, with your colleagues. It in a way helps you to um, achieve your goals because if, if you're not communicating effectively, um, people do not understand their attacks. People do not understand what they are supposed to do. There's some form of confusion. And so when when there's effective communication, uh, people are able to understand their rules. They're able to understand what tax they are supposed to work on. And then with that, they're able to deliver on their tax. And, and one thing that you want to also learn about effective communication is that you want, to, you want to focus on one specific channel or uh, in doing that. So for me, in my teams and then in the uh, the leadership roles I served in, I make sure that uh, there's, a, there's a specific platform that we are using to, you know, communicate. You do not want to use several platforms to engage your audience or you want to engage your your teammates. And so using one one channel to communicate is very, very vital to communicate effectively. And it's communicating effectively, it, it entails a lot, you know, it entails a lot, but it, it is something that um, I've been working on to make sure that um, I achieve my goals as a person or I achieve my goals as a leader. And then finally, uh, I want to talk about consistency and determination. Like you said, um, I'm someone who is a workaholic, but the one thing that has worked for me is my consistency and then my determination. Um, back, back in school, uh, most people do not know this, but then I used to sell books. And for me, when I started at the initial stage, it was really, really difficult uh, because trying to get people to buy books. You know, university students, sometimes uh, people do not like, like to read. A lot of people do not like to read. So uh, at a point, it was really difficult to convince people to, you know, purchase books and uh, make sales. But then I, I didn't quit after one or two failures. I was very consistent. I was determined to make sure that I was able to make sales. And it, it worked for me because after some time, I was making some sales. And after some time, I, at least I was making some, some good money. So for me, consistency and determination has, has been like a guide for me. And then no matter what, be it the challenge I'll face, I make sure that I find a way to overcome those challenges. And so these are some of the very key things that has really helped me. Uh, be a very efficient at my job and so yeah when you spoke about setting setting t deadlines for your team and for yourself and making sure that you meet them i think it's one of the things that has also been very helpful to me 
especially when you come into the real world where you are doing things on your own. Nobody is actually on your neck to to supervise you to finish the task, finish the things that you want to do. Being able to hold yourself accountable for things is very important and it's very, very important when it comes to achieving anything that you set out to. Personally, one of the hacks that I actually use is that. So I have a lot of people on my social media that I respect and I honor and some I even fear, you understand? So one thing that I do is if I have something I want to do and I think is very difficult, I put it on my on my social media. Like I, I make a public commitment that on Wednesday or on the 25th of this month, I will do this and that and that. Whilst I've not even started yet. But I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, I the few say my, my ops day on my socials, they are looking at me. I feel like the people who want to, to say, okay, he said it, but he couldn't do it. They are dead looking at me. And so the moment I do that public commitment, I come to work and I start like working towards that particular goal with that 25th in mind that if I don't miss this thing, like I've just, I've just disgraced myself because gradually I'm actually growing to become somebody who is being, who is, who wants to be very big on what they see. I want to see something and then I'll do it. I want to consistently have a track record of seeing things and then doing them. And so that is one of the ways I actually also also deal with, I mean, meeting my goals and, and, and uh, objectives that I set for myself. With what you were talking about, I want to ask, can you please go a little bit deeper when you say having one channel of communication with your team members? You said it's very important and I think it is. But if you are constantly communicating on different platforms, it makes it a bit difficult to disseminate the information properly and to make sure that everybody gets it. But then throw some light on that. How 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 does that work for you? All right. So um, I remember back then when I was in ISEC, when when I was a team leader, um, that was I was when I was a vice president. Um, there were several platforms that I used to communicate with my with my team members. I had, I had WhatsApp platforms and I had emails, right? Even on the WhatsApp platforms, there were several groups that I, I used to communicate uh, with my like, with my team members. And then at a point, it was not helping because um, team members would say that uh, they didn't get the info um, on WhatsApp. And then some would say that they didn't get it on via uh, email. So it was, it was really, really difficult to try to uh, communicate uh, with my team members. Because at the point, everyone would be like, they didn't get the information on this platform. They didn't get the information on this on the on the other platform. So having one uh, platform and being consistent with that platform, I mean, you're able to disseminate information and make sure that I mean, people people get it. And there's no there's no form of confusion because when you have several platforms and you're using those platforms to engage your your people, uh, the information you want to disseminate, uh, people people they get confused. Because it becomes a lot of information for them. It becomes a lot of information. And when it becomes a lot of information, uh, they, they cannot focus on what exactly you they want you want from them. And so if, if you want your, your team members or you want your people to produce results, having one channel of communication, be it Slack, be it WhatsApp, be it email, you make sure that you use that and be consistent with that. So avoid any confusion, to avoid any excuses because Members can easily give excuses that uh, they didn't see this on this particular platform. 
So when you have one channel that you're communicating with, you are, you are very sure that um, people are able to um, focus and also deliver tags that you've um, sent to these platforms. So it's something that has worked for me. Fantastic. That's, that's, that's very good. Hello, Titans. So on today's episode of the podcast, I have having a conversation with Gamel Atas Majan. Um, he's a friend of mine and he's also somebody I've known for some time now. Very brilliant, uh, very productive and very efficient at the things he does. I believe he had a lot of things to share with us and to share with the community that we are trying to build. So I reached out to him um, to see if we could have a conversation relating to productivity, marketing, and then general insightful things that we could apply to our lives to make life better. So we are still on course. If you are now listening or you just hop to this part of the, of the show, we are talking about marketing. We are talking about productivity. We are talking about, we are talking about general insightful things that you could actually use in the areas of leadership and other things. So, bro, we've we've spoken a lot about a lot of things. We spoken about uh, some of the key lessons that you've learned as a leader. We've spoken about some of the marketing tools that you use and some hacks that you use in your personal work and to make sure that you are more productive and more efficient. But this is a question I ask people who mostly come on this show. Imagine you had the opportunity that maybe we are putting a billboard at New York Times Square, and you were supposed to put something up on it, anything of your choice, be it a quote, be it a movie, be it a book, what would you put on a billboard? Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. So for me, I think, I think I'll think i put one of my, my favorite Bible verses. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's, uh, I think, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 13, verses 13. It says that, so um, now faith, hope and love remain, but these three things remain. The gift of this is love. So, yeah, I think it's uh, First Corinthians, rather, not First Thessalonians. Yeah, First Corinthians. Is that your uncle verse or something? Yes, yes. Uh, for me, faith, hope and love is, is something that I, I really, so, yeah, if, if I was supposed to put anything on a paper, I think I'll put this there. I'll put this up there. <laughs> I, uh, that's very, very nice. Are you that religious? Are you, are you, are you very religious? Well, yes, I'll say, uh, I'm religious. Yes. Yes. I'll say I'm religious. <laughs> that's really good. I think we all need something to support us, something divine to keep us moving. Recently, I was on the TO on Twitter and people were talking about, I think there was a woman who was actually exposing her, her daughters to Apostle Joshua Soma's messages and then there was also, I think, Miss Bell's son, who was also talking about his opinion. I think a ten-year-old boy who was talking about his his opinion on 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 religion. Well, I think people who who are anti-spiritual or anti-religious. I mean, I'm not saying anything. They have their reasons, but I think religion has played a very key role in 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 the formation of our society. I don't know what would have happened if people didn't have something to hold on to in this world. The kind of despair and the kind of hopelessness that people would have experienced if they didn't have 
something they believed was bigger than them and something they believed had an external say in their life to keep them moving day in and day out. I think most people just live for one particular reason sometimes with just the idea that, oh, God go do one. You get like God go do one. That's some of that somebody's mantra. And one thing I would be serious. So sometimes when I see these things, I just I just want to find out what people think about it. But it's all right. That's a conversation for another day. You were talking about your favorite scripture where you spoke about faith love. Do you have do you have a girlfriend? No, bro. I, I don't. I don't have one. <laughs> bro, you've been single your whole life since I knew you. You know, it has not been easy. Yet. <laughs> what is the reason? Is it because you've not found somebody you like, or you think the dating pool is so messed up in Accra and Ghana, or the world at large? Honestly, honestly, I, I, I can't, I can't give you a reason as to why I've not like found someone yet. But I'm still, I'm still searching for one. I'm still searching for one. Yeah. And the last project that you did, the last one I saw you, the last biggest one I saw you was the one with Kobe Chi. Or have you done anything bigger? Okay. Um, um, currently, I'm, I'm running or I'm working on another project. Um, should I say bigger? But the, the other project I'm, I'm currently working on, aside the, the one I did with Kobe Chi. Um, so I'm currently working on... Um, this Bacardi project with Isaac in Ghana. Um, I work as the project lead on that particular project. So what I do is that um, I coordinate activities for the project, and then I, I tend to develop strategies to um, ensure the progress of the project. And then also I manage um, a cooperative data under the project. So currently that's what I'm doing. And also um, I'm part of the team that are uh, working on this um Accra back to school um so it's a youtube channel that uh, uh, we've created that we, we create content for um our alumni at Trimota school so i'm a proud Accra. Uh, i went to Trimota school <laughs> so, uh, i'm part wow. i'm part of it i'm part of the team that creates content Accra back to school what we do is that we try to engage key stakeholders of the school trying to tell the stories of um, various alumni while making great strides in their various fields. So those are the projects I'm uh, currently working on as, as of now. Congratulations to your school though. Well. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. <laughs> what was, what, were you expecting to win? Of course, I was expecting to win. <laughs> were you? I was expecting to win. Yes, yes, yes. I, I had faith in the boys that they were going to win. This is, it's been a while you guys went to the final, right? Yeah, I think 13 years now. <laughs> wow. And that's a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was complaining. Why were you guys praying like it was an Alpha R event? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, doesn't mean that the, the boys were just praying. They definitely put in the effort. They definitely did the, the hard work and all that. So, I mean, praying doesn't take away their effort. It doesn't take away the work they put in to get to that stage. So... I had I also saw the the comments and then on social media and all that. But then I mean prayer is like very essential. You cannot just uh, just work hard and then put in the effort. You also need to sometimes you need to also pray. So um, I think that's why people that's what people were saying on the social media. Social media. I mean working with um somebody who has magazine experience was like 
a huge marketing experience like Kobichi under his belt. What was a key marketing lesson that you actually learned from working with him or handling that event? Okay, so uh, one key lesson was um, understanding your target audience. Um, it's something that you really want to um, focus on and to be very different or to achieve your goals as a, a marketer. So you need to understand their, you need to understand their preferences. You need to understand what they are, they are looking at for. So for me, understanding your target audience is like really, really, really important. And in fact, it's something that really helped me on the project that I was I was working on with um, Kobichi, that's the Shine Summit. I mean, it directs, it directs your efforts and then it directs the kind of content you want to put out there. So for me, I am understanding your audience is like really key. Okay. And then also one thing is community engagement. Uh, it's something that you, you do not want to ignore. All right. So um, you building a, a community, engaging them, on various platforms, it could be three events, it could be two forums. I mean, it's something that you could also look out for, and it's something that people or most brands um, are capitalizing on. And something, so it's just something that we, I did, and it's something that I've learned that you, you cannot you cannot leave out the community. You need to like engage them. You need to engage your community, and if if you focus on that too, um, it's something that you you really will benefit. Okay. And then lastly, you also want to um, look at innovation. It's something that I learned. Trying to uh, improve your offerings, trying new um, features or benefits so that um, you can be better than your competitors and improve upon um, existing solutions. So um, you see that you're working on something and then there's, there's a there's a there's a point where you, you cannot, you cannot move on. You, you need to find solutions. You need to find ways to overcome those uh, roadblocks. And so for me, um, being innovative was something that um, really worked for me. And for that particular project, I had to be innovative. In, I had to come up with new ideas, new offerings, how we could uh, reach our targets or this, how we could um, achieve our targets. So it's, it's something that you want to uh, really focus on that's innovation. And so, uh, Fire, I also want to talk about storytelling. Storytelling, you know, marketing, when storytelling, yes, storytelling is something that has worked for me. And I think it's something that has, is working for most brands. If you follow, if you follow um, most brands, one thing they also, one thing they focus on is storytelling. I mean, creating compelling stories around your brand that can connect with customers emotionally, right? So you uh, having storytelling can help people relate to your business. And so um, storytelling it's, it's something that uh, has worked for me and something that I learned. When you you connecting with um, your audience or your customers emotionally can really go a long way to help achieve results for your brand. And so these key things are um, certain things I learned or these are key lessons for me to do uh, my marketing journey and to the projects I, I work I've worked on so far. Wow. Those are very, very those are very insightful. Very so you've spoken about storytelling, you've spoken about market 
automation, you've spoken about target setting. You've said a lot of brilliant stuff on the show today. And it's been it's been so cool. So so cool. Quick one. What was your what do you remember your favorite Isaac moment? Oh, I have a lot of uh, <laughs> uh moments, but uh, I think uh, one one of one of them stands out stands out. Yeah, I think uh, where, uh that was in two years ago, I think twenty twenty one, when I was a director of operations for ISEC in Ghana. And I was in charge of um, the you speak forum. Uh-huh. So let, let me uh, let me say this. So for that particular project, I, I remember we had just like uh, a month and some weeks to carry that particular project. We had just a month and some few weeks. And you could you can understand that the amount of pressure that was on me then to execute that particular project. And so, uh, and at the end, we were able to execute the project, we were able to have the youth speak forum, and it was a success. We had all our speakers on board, everything went smoothly. And for us to use just um, a month and some weeks to, you know, uh, execute that particular project, for me, it's, it's been like one of my favorite asset movements. The feedback I got from that particular project was like was really overwhelming and, I, and was one of my proud moments of the uh, being in Isaac. One of my favorite moments because it was not it was not easy, you know. Just use it, and you know, you speak from was. I, I think I was on the on the same thing with you for you speak from 20, 2020. Yes, 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 yes. And so, yes. and so for for me to able for me to lead the team and then carry out the project with just a few months with just a month and a few weeks and for it to be a success uh, for me has been like one of my, my favorite moments or proud moments in the in the organization i mean personally if somebody comes to me and asks that i should describe you in one word maybe one would be a bit difficult for me but in two words i would say industrious and very efficient industry and efficiency define you as an individual like you just know how to get a thing done. And that's one of the key attitudes I think we need if you want to be influential, if you want to be if you want to be you want to be a leader, you should actually learn how to stop whining, stop complaining, and just get the things done. Do everything within your possible best to actually get things done. So that's that's fantastic. And I'm really excited that you were able to after we worked on that youth forum, you moved on to become the the is it a, the OCP, right? Good. The OCP for the next team. And then you were able to pull it off. So fantastic job. I know you are capable of doing so many wonderful things. Quick one. When you were talking about the Science Summit experience, you were talking about beating competition in the market through innovation. How do you think a business or somebody, a solopreneur or anybody who is in the business fraternity or anybody listening to this podcast, how can that person beat competition when it comes to, to, to business? All right. All right. So good question. So for you to beat competition, um, through innovation, one thing, um, business can do is that they they introduce products right they introduce products that have certain features 
or benefits that um, competitors do not have. So you, you, you do your research, you do your research, and then you, you find out um, certain key features and certain things that your competitors do not have. And then you, you develop a plan and then you introduce those products into the market. And for that, when you, when you do that as a business, what you, what you, are, what you do is that you are trying to provide a, a wide range of um, benefits for uh, your audience, something that uh, your competitors are not doing. And so it, it helps the business to grow, it helps your, the business to achieve its targets. So introducing um, certain key features and certain benefits, be it the product you, you, are, you have on, on the market, you introduce certain features or benefits that uh, you, you think or you know that your, your competitors do not have. And it's something that um, a lot of companies, a lot of brands um, are looking out in the, today to ensure that they are on top of their game and they are achieving their goals. Um, as brands and as business. So um, it's something that um, most brands are looking out for. It's something that a lot of brands should look out for. And it, it entails, yeah, that means that you have to do a lot of research. You have to do a lot of research. You, you know, coming out with um, an innovative product, coming out with um, an innovation service, you, it takes a lot. And that means that the, you need to do a lot of research to identify certain key things that your competitors do not have and will, will put you on on top there. So yeah, that's something that um, I know that has worked for me even when I was working on that project. Yeah. Fantastic submission. From your previous experience that you've gathered as a marketing person, as a leader, and as even as a director, which of the social media platforms do you think um, generates more leads. Okay. Um, so, um, honestly, um, with social, with social media, um, it, it depends. So you know that, um, your, your target audience could vary and then the platforms they are, they are on that they are very active would also be very, very different. So uh, the medium or the social media platform that can bring a lot of sales or that can generate a lot of leads can vary depending on your the industry you find yourself, depending on the target audience, depending on your maybe the object your marketing objectives. So you have to look out for what works for what works best for your business and that can be effective for you. And so for me, looking at um, the various social media platforms that we do have um I, I i would not say there's a specific social media platform that um can help you generate more leads you need to you need to look at um the platform that can benefit um, your audience okay you need to you need to identify that and so when you know that your your audience your target audience are really active on instagram you make sure that you focus on instagram make sure that you have you have your campaigns there you do your instagram ads making sure that you reach a wider audience over there. If it's Facebook, you focus on that and make sure that you reach your audience over there to drive sales and generate leads. So um, I will not give you, I will not give a specific social media platform, but then based on your target audience, based on what you want to achieve, your marketing objectives, and then there should you find yourself, you look at a specific social media platform and then you focus on that. That can help you generate more leads. Fantastic submission.
I mean, yeah, what you, what you are saying makes absolute sense because what basically what you are trying to say is there is no casting stone social media platform that you can actually use. But then you need to define who your target is, who your customers are, and then you need to be able to identify where you can locate them. That is the most important thing. Yeah, I think I've even said it on one of the solo episodes on the show that if you are a photographer and you are putting most of your marketing content or things on Twitter, I think it's it's you're not hitting the right place because obviously Twitter is more about words. Twitter is more about, I mean, writing and things. Whilst Instagram is more about photography, more about video, more about pictures and things. So knowing where your customers are and then using that as a direction to determine the kind of contents that you put on each and every platform is very important. So you've actually nailed it on the head when you say that it's not, it's not a specific, it's not casting stone for every one of them, but each one needs to be targeted. Each one needs to be targeted according to like that particular social media platform. Quick one. Um, I keep saying I'm about to end, but I have so many things I want to ask you because you are sharing some very insightful stuff. Who will you want to hear on the show? Among your circle, which would you want to hear on this podcast and why? Okay, so for me, um, I want to hear um, Kojo, Kojo Jako. Um, Kojo Jako um, is one insightful guy. He, I think throughout my ISEC journey, He's someone that has really helped me. He, he has been with me through through the whole journey, and he taught a lot of he taught me a lot of things. And then, uh, so for me, I think he's someone that you can have on the podcast. He has a lot to share, and I'm sure your your audience uh, will, will learn a lot from him. So yes, Kujo Jakun, I think he's someone you you can have on the podcast. Is Kujo still in Ghana? Um. He was in Ghana, I think, last month. But for now, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think he's gone back. I think Kojo is very brilliant. Very, very brilliant. Very. I mean, I don't know the number of um, keynote speeches I'm going to have in my life. I mean, I'm going to have a couple of them. A lot of them are going to come. A lot of them have come. But that particular speech, that is not. It's not even a speech. Like a talk that he gave at NY. Uh, is it NYLS or something? NYLS, right? NYLS 2019, if I'm right. Oh, that's one of the most memorable things or the most memorable toasters I, 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 I have ever experienced. It's always in my head. I will never forget that. Yeah, I would have wanted to add like one more person. I think you just, you just wanted one person. On the, Tell me, who else? Who else? Um, um, Albert. Albert. Albert Okra. Yeah. Uh, Albert, I've, I've known Albert since uh, childhood, and that guy is he's really good at at what he does. I mean, uh, I've been learning from him from afar, um, and he's someone that has a lot of a lot of things to share. And I believe if you have him on the podcast, too, I mean, your your audience will, will learn great stuff. They will learn a lot from him. He's a he's a great guy. So. Albert Okatsu was also in the organization with, with us. I'm sure you, you also you also know him. You know uh, what he has. So he's someone I think you can also engage him. You can have on the yeah. podcast. I mean, if he's I think about Albert, 
it will it will it will be it will be cool. It will be cool. I mean, he's currently in the United States. I think he's he's doing his masters with University of Augustus or something. So, and smart guy, brilliant guy, first class from KNUST, now in the United States. I'll try. I'll I'll reach out to him and then I'll see how best we could we could get him to talk about maybe I think modern things when it comes to the health sector because he's doing I think biotechnology or something. So I think you'll be able to have a lot of things to share in that space. But then, thank you so much for 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 these names. I'll reach out to them and see how possible we can get them to share their insightful things on the show. Um, Great. We're about to wrap up. I'm about to wrap up. It's been an insightful conversation. Thank you so much for deciding to do this with me. You've shared so many brilliant stuff, so many of them. I can actually continue this conversation forever because the things that you are putting me on are very, very nice and very interesting. But what, 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 what are your last words on the show? Anybody reaching out? Anything you want to say? All right. So I, I want to say that, um, like I've said throughout the whole conversation, uh, ma- marketing marketing can be can be challenging. It it can sometimes be difficult based on different factors, but then. As a marketing person, as a salesperson, what I think you need to know and understand is that you need to be consistent. Consist- whether consistent on the um, social media platforms you are engaging your audience, uh, whether being consistent in the message you are putting out there, consistent in anything that you are doing, you need to be very consistent. No matter uh, what you are doing, sometimes it can really be difficult. I mean, creating content, this uh, just this week, I was having a conversation with a, with a colleague and she told me that um, she's having issues or she's struggling with creating content um, on social media, trying to engage um, her audience on social media. I mean, I had a, I had a conversation with her. I, I came up with strategies. We had, a, we had a lengthy conversation. But one thing that stood out was the consistency. You need to be consistent. I mean, people like when you are consistent. If you are consistent it produces results. And so that's, this is one thing that I want to leave with you and then with your audience. I mean, consistency, consistency is very key. And then it's something that has really worked for me. And I know it's working for a lot of people too as well. So yes, that will be my last words. And then thank you so much too for having me on this podcast. I really learned a lot. Even though I've, I've shared a lot of things, I've also learned a lot from you too as well. So Thank you very much for having me on this podcast as well. Okay, thank you so much, Gamel. It's been an interesting conversation. I've enjoyed every single bit of it. So many things that you shared with me, very insightful things that you shared with the community. We wish you the very, very best. Uh, wherever you are currently, whatever you are doing, wish you the very best. And uh, this is a show where we are trying to document people's life processes. We are trying to share insightful things with people. So we hope in the next 15, 20 years, um, whatever you shared currently, you have triple of that knowledge and then we can reach out to you again to have another conversation to the benefits of the community that we are trying to build. Once again, my name is Rudolf Amuakoakono and I'm the host of the Titus Podcast, Africa's number one business development, sales and entrepreneurship show. This is a community of growth where we share actionable ideas and insights with our community members to unlock the titan and the greatness in each and every one of you. 
to help you make a little bit of progress in whichever area or wherever you find yourself. Once again, my name is Rudolf Amwako Akuno. Stand tall and stand firm and I'm out. Ciao.